Hi, Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guide. Now joining me today in the studio is David Newman, founder and managing director of the Advertising Lab. Welcome, David. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining us. So talk to, I mean, how did you get started in your business? Um, so started about six and a half years ago. Um, and at that point, I was working at Mercedes-Benz Hertfordshire. Um, I was running the digital marketing there. And uh, yeah, being a passion, picked up a few freelance clients, doing some Google Ads campaigns, um, some building up some, some websites. And, uh, and then it just kind of went from there, where I was, I was making more on the freelance side than there was nine to five. And I thought, well, I'll give it a go. I'll give it one year and I'll see what happens. And, uh, and I managed to make more money within that year. And then the second year, I thought, well, let's start putting some targets in. Let's see if I can increase my revenues by 60%. And that's kind of been the running theme. Um, and then just over three years ago, I then limited the company. Um, and we've, we've grown from there. And really on the last year, we've seen some exponential growth. Um, and at present, we've got a team of 11 people. We're based in Bishop Stortford. And we're specializing in design and development of bespoke Magento websites. We've positioned ourselves quite well. If you search in Google Magento Agency London, you'll notice Ad Lab is number one. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of what we're doing. We've now got a yeah, a, a variety of different clients that we work with, um, some local businesses, some also some international brands, and uh, and as well as building the websites, we're also helping them to drive more sales online. Uh, and a big service that we're we're using to do that is taking the product feeds, embellishing that, and then running that into predominantly Google Shopping, but other media channels such as Bing Shopping, and then marketplaces such as Amazon and eBay. Um, and that's that's kind of it in a nutshell, yeah. So, I mean, what's quite interesting, and the reason I wanted you on today's episode, was lockdown has been very unkind for so many businesses. Yet, for you in the sort of, predominantly the sort of lockdown, and coming out of lockdown, you've had an exceptional year. You've kind of more than doubled your turnover. How much of a change have you had to make to your strategy to be able to execute that yes yes so we've had a really really great year um we are over doubled on uh revenues into the business um and yeah the strategy has then evolved you know we've had to then look to um change the uh, the organizational structure to bring in the right people and we've gone through a few different people as well until we've we've found the the right the right people for that, um, and uh, yeah, and so we're really kind of sort of setting out our roadmap as to the structure of the business of what we need, uh, and then really going after and finding the right people because inevitably within this we're selling people we're selling people's time, um, and uh, but yeah, so it's been a fun journey this last year. Um, we're definitely riding a wave um and yeah i mean at first when we went initially into lockdown this time last year and just over um it was quite daunting and we had some clients which required some some respite and then we had some e-commerce businesses which which just saw some some really strong growth and essentially we just held on to their coattails 
uh, and we were there responsive you know so and, we, and then we just kept pushing out for ourselves as well as you know other people were, were sort of trying to hold tight of their money we were spending it we were advertising for ourselves you know we were doing podcasts such as this we were uh we, we were doing some some paid search and and we were um pushing you know our brand and ourselves to actually acquire some more business and um so, I mean, e-commerce was obviously always there and there was always some steady growth going on within e-commerce, but the pandemic has definitely um, sort of speeded things up. And, you know, we've seen really some big B2B businesses which really wanted to then heavily invest um, and go direct to consumer and to do so with a, with a, with a website and the right channels set up. So, yes. So a question for you is, like, okay, you've mentioned something here is quite pivotal and quite important. Is that you actually increased your advertising during the pandemic, during sort of lockdown. And a lot of companies out there, while you were increasing your spend, they actually reduced their spend. How much of an impact do you think that had for you? Big impact. CPCs were lower. I was going to say, the cost of advertising for you must have been a lot lower. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the cost of advertising was lower. Um, and, and we hope, you know, yes, okay, we could, in essence, in a recession, you could say that it's contracting, but if we can gain a larger piece of that pie, as then it, it expands again, then we should come out of it with a larger business. Hmm. And you, you kind of demonstrated that, though, the fact that while everyone was, well, not everyone, because there was people out there obviously spending still, but actually... While a majority of people were sort of contracting, the fact that you invested, you actually saw the benefits of it. But what would you say to business owners out there that are quite, are quite what's the word I'm looking for? It's probably quite reticent that they don't, that they don't have confidence in their advertising. And therefore, perhaps as they spent money on it in the past, it hasn't quite yielded the results that they wanted. So as soon as a downturn comes, they, they shut up shop and they stop advertising. What advice would you give those business owners? Number one, measurement is key. You need to have the right measurement on your website. You need to be using Google Tag Manager to tag up every aspect of the site from someone clicking on the phone number to someone downloading um, a, a PDF or a a uh, piece of information to someone requesting a quote or submitting a, a book online or a contact form or, or making a purchase. So we need to have that measurement in place. And then that way, then as then you spend on the various marketing channels, you can then actually measure the return direct of what you've got from that. And there is you know, a, a feeling as when you go into a recession to hold on to your money, you know, to, 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 to keep it down, batten back, back down the, the hatches and, and all of that. But uh, in some respects, it's absolutely the right thing to do. Sure. But in some instances, it can be counterproductive. Yeah. Where do you think you've seen? I mean, you look at the businesses, you do sort of, you do the sort of advertising for other businesses. Where have you seen the biggest growth? Um, I mean, it's, it's quite, um, it's quite logical of, of what, of what you'd expect. So for instance, you know, just on the website for a company in Bishop Stalford Nonga called Elements Home and Garden, um, and it specialised in selling garden furniture. 
and it's just gone bananas for them. And they're, they're just they're just inundated with inquiries every day. Um, we're getting stacks of visits. We're having a really just tone down Google shopping. We just don't need it. Um, right. Because that's where the, the trend is going. We saw as a client, which is just down the road from yourselves, we built their website. Uh, that's imhungryexperts.co.uk. We're actually just about to launch a new Magento 2 store. Um, and again, they have seen some exponential growth. Um, and it's been really fantastic. I've just been trying to hold on to their coattails and, and, and really do some more stuff with them. Um, but they're a great, great company. They're a great family to work with. I've been working with them now for about five and a half, six years. I built the first website. Um, and now we've got the, the new one coming on. So we've seen that. So I'm hungry products, anything to do with the home, locks, latches, door handles, you know, garden furniture. Um, we've seen we grow that. I've got a client over in Stevenage, um, two guys, and they went full in on making hand sanitizer. And they've created um, the uh, created hand sanitizer called Ocean Free. And it's actually uh, the most popular, the biggest selling hand sanitizer on Amazon. Um, and just to give you a flavor, if you look on, there's some tools that you can use, which tell you how much uh, a specific product has sold within Amazon. Um, just looking at it the other day, November last year, they've done 2.2 million pounds worth of just one product in Amazon. And bear in mind, they've got their product in various other channels as well. So those boys have come out, with, out of it with a really big business. And, uh, and then we're doing lots of interesting stuff with, with them. So it's a, a whole host of things. We've got a company over in Bulldog um, and I've got the number one in Google for snooker table. They're called Hamilton Billiards. You know, they manufacture snooker tables. Again, everyone's at home. Um, what to do? Go buy a snooker table or you go buy a convertible dining table, uh, you know, a snooker uh, dining table. Um, so basically what you're saying is those people that have managed to fundamentally move digital, move their business from bricks and mortar yes. to digital, and actually move with the times and service today's marketplace, not yesterday's marketplace, they've been able to get great traction and great success, even in a market where people weren't perceived to be spending because we were in a recession. They've done really well because they've been supplying products that people have wanted to buy. And they've made it, and it's probably been easy for people to buy their products. Absolutely. Whereas a lot of businesses out there probably didn't make the switch they sat on their hands and all they did was they looked to the market and thought okay we'll wait for things to get back to normal and the reality is as you and i both know there is no such thing as normal no more there yeah. is just a new normal a new um, market you know we've, we've had some clients which have pivoted so for instance i've got a, a company called aviationspares.com and specialize in selling ground support equipment and that market just absolutely just 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 fell off a cliff. Um, they pivoted. They went heavy into PP. I mean, they're um, they were good at sourcing products, um, and uh, so they went heavy into PPE. Um, and we had some good wins. Um, you know, April, May, June, we were getting some good wins, but the market got flooded. Um, and, and it's one that we had to, with them, we had to pull back. And, and, but for them as a business, they're then looking into different territories. And again, we're helping them with that. So for instance, there's still um, purchases of big contracts going on in Libya um, and, and, and a few other territories where it's a bit more, um, it's not really sort of secure to be dealing within that. So anyhow, so there's, there's companies that we have dealt with which have had to, or they've decided to 
uh, rather than just a lockup shop and just go right, we just put everyone on, on furlough and just keep costs absolutely low. They've decided to spend and invest, and we, we've had a few wins from it. No, it's good to have the short-term wins. I suppose there is a danger with the short-term win, and the danger is you pivot, you go into something like hand sanitizer PPE, inadvertently everyone jumps on the bandwagon, so you've got a short yeah. window to have massive success. But then when the market becomes flooded, well, you've lost your advantage point, number one. But yes. number two, I've seen companies that haven't been focusing on their core business and now having to go back to their core business, and they've, lo they've lost both time and they've also lost traction against other people and actually it's damaged their business more than anything. So I think what we're talking about, you've got to understand where the market's going. You've got to understand the right medium, so be it online, but also never lose sight of your core business because if you do lose sight of your core business and you don't give it the love and attention it needs, well, do you know what? Someone else will. Somebody else will. Mm. So what's, what's, what's next for you? What's, what does 2021 2022 look like for you yeah you... Um, well it's looking really promising so you know we're bringing in some seniors into the business um so these are people so they've been there late 30s they've got sort of 15 odd years experience doing digital marketing um taking projects from concept design through to development and launch um so they're joining the business um we've got some more sort of copywriters some um journalism grads that we've been using we kind of tapped into on recruitment side and people um I, I tapped into uh, a, a journalism course which goes on at the Anglia Ruskin University in Chelmsford and um I've managed uh, every year I've had a flurry of interns come through and if and and what we've done is then just given them maybe like one two days a week work and if they're any good uh, and they enjoy it um, then we're, we're taking on full time. Um, so yeah, so we've got, um, at the moment we've got a, a few girls which are working for us and we're looking at one or two of them to, to bring them on. So we want to build out the team. Um, but obviously sales is the lifeblood um, of the business. And we just want to make sure for us as a business that our cost of sale is, isn't any more than 40%. That's kind of, of the cap. Uh, and also that we don't have one client which is more than 25% of that revenue. Um, so we're just so it's quite we're keeping it quite simple. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's kind of what we're doing. And we just keep positioning ourselves. Um, so the overall goal is we want to be London's number one Magento agency. Um, we've already worked with some great brands. We've worked with some Warner Brothers franchisees. We've got some good cases there. We've, we've got local businesses like I'm Unger Experts, where we've, we've got some very strong case studies there, as well as a beautiful website, you know, some really good numbers that that website's then uh, generated. And a lot of our designs as well. So our creative director um, is a, a lot of experience uh, within the city, working at Vendor for about nine years. So he was behind websites like Wilco's and Jimmy Choo and Bavizimo, Yankee Candle. So he's a big e-com designer and, and that's been really good. So all of the, the websites that we're producing are, are really clean, minimal, uh, beautiful looking websites, which we've won awards with. We've been site of the day on AWW Awards. We've been on CSS Design Awards. Um, purely on the, the aesthetics, the, uh, the, the look and feel of our, our websites. But with the websites as well, the big thing that we're always pushing is then load speeds. 
Um, and so we're getting quite, we're, we're, we're always working to, to increase those load speeds and um, harnessing latest technologies from Magento. And that's been really interesting. And we've seen that the impact of load speeds on um, performance, not just positioning organically, but obviously on the conversions on site for our, our clients. And I'll just give you an example on the, um, the snooker table guys, um, Hamilton Billiards. And we've been doing content marketing for, for a few years with them. We've been doing link building um, and on their previous M1 store, we was always the highest that we got for their big search term is snooker table. That's their big search term. That's, that's, that's the, where all the search goes. And the highest that we actually got was seventh in Google. We then developed the Magento 2 store and we harnessed um, Varnish and Cache, uh, a Varnish and Relish uh, Cache uh, settings on, the, on Magento and also on the server and warming up the cache. And that was like an absolute game changer for that site because once then we pushed it live, the, the load speeds are like almost instant. They're like 0 0.3 of a second. And you can notice it if you, you go onto that site and you click around on the pages, it's just, it's instant. And uh, all of a sudden that website just went from position seventh to position one, it just flicked in and we've sat in position. So we like leapfrogged Amazon, eBay, Gumtree, um, Riley, some big players pushing for that term, which we know people are searching for because they're sitting at home um, and we've got the data we've been Google ads. Um, and uh, yeah, so we leapfrogged them, we, we, we sat there. So. Um, but yeah, where we're going, it's really to specialize in Magento. We want to get really good at that. So we've got four full-time developers working for us at the moment, and we're actually really recruiting for three more. So it's going to take us to a team of seven. And then I'm spending on pushing these, these guys, our team, our developers, to get all the certifications around Magento. And we want to become real specialists within that um, platform. So where does that leave you in terms of the growth of your business? What do you think that's going to be? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a difficult one because at the start of the year, I set my target for 60, I just carried on like just increased revenues by 60%. And uh, yeah, I mean, right now, if we're looking at this month, you know, I've like exceeded that target quite massively. Um, and, you know, we do look at that and think, well, should we midway through this year draw a line and say, well, okay, it's time to set a new higher target um and work from there well i would probably say that one thing you don't want to do is restrict your business due to your budget if you say a budget you're already going to sort of exceed you don't want to restrict any potential growth by saying okay well this is my budget we'll stick to it so maybe a reset would be absolutely great but you've shown that you've got great momentum the business can go the business has been developing you've obviously latched onto markets that are growing and you're now fortunate you say you're riding a wave I say you're riding a wave that you've created. So thank you very much for coming on today and sharing. Brilliant. And thank you, Peter. I and mean, thanks for having us. I mean, great content. You know, I've been absorbing a lot of it and it's thank helped you. me. You know, I mentioned, you know, at the start of the show, I've come from humble beginnings and people like me, you know, we need coaches and need people around to actually help us to take it, the business to the next level. So, yeah, no, thank you. Cheers. You're welcome. Now, if anything we've talked about today resonates with you, you want a bit more information, head over to booker.com and get in touch. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Please stay safe. And once again, David, thank you very much. <laughs>